Anybody in the building that has a testimony that God's been good to you this week. Uh, I need you to turn it up just a little bit tonight uh, and praise him uh, like he's worthy of your praise. Are you ready? Help me sing it. You are good uh, all the time. were placing Sister Pack inside of a uh, some sort of a scanner. I don't know if it was an MRI or some technical machine, and they had they were just placing her inside of the machine. And Sister Pack said that she she looked up at the clock right as she was getting ready to be put in. Is that right? And it was 12:04. Is that do I have it right? It was four minutes later. First Lady's voice message was at 12:01. Or something, 1241, 1201, three or four minutes apart. And she looked at the clock. She didn't know this till later, till she got the voicemail later. But when they put her in the machine, just a few moments later, they said, uh, Mrs. Pack, uh, this is kind of weird. We never had this happen, but we're seeing something on the machine. We need to pull you out. And so they brought her out of the machine and they said, You've got something in your hair. Do you have bobby pins? In your hair? She said, oh, yes, lots of bobby pins. I'm apostolic. I got bobby pins in my hair. And, the, and, and with a look of absolute astonishment, they said, this never happens. We don't know how it even got past us 
They said, Mrs. Pack, we've got to take those bobby pins out. If we would have turned the machine on and you would have had those bobby pins in your hair, you would have never come out alive. Even when you don't realize he's good, God's what? That's why you got to praise him even when you ain't don't think you got a reason to praise him. Because sometimes you're storing up praises in heaven that when you can't even extract them, God said, I'll heal you now for the way you praised me then. I'll deliver you now when you don't even know I'm watching out for your good. I need somebody to lift your voice and declare it in this place. Come on now. Come on, somebody lift your voice. Come on, help me sing. You are good. to get ready to praise him one more time it's easy to praise him for the things he's already done but I need somebody to give him a prophetic praise because God is going to be good he's gonna be good in your tomorrow and he's gonna be good in your next week and he's already got blessings and promises and treasures laid up for you so I need you to take about three minutes and praise him prophetically because he's good. Are you ready? You are good all the time. All the time. You are somebody sing all the time. All the time. You are good. Help me sing all the time. You are all the time, all the time. Help me sing all the time, all the time. You are now make a shout of praise in this sanctuary tonight. Come on, praise him for the miracle that's about to come your way. Praise Him for the answers uh, that are on your doorstep. Hey, hey. I dare you to take about 30 seconds. Hallelujah. He's good. He's good. He's good. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Tell your neighbor, that's why I can't stand still in church. Uh, let everything that hath breath praise him. Baby, I don't care how challenging your day is. If you've got access to oxygen right now in your lungs, 
That's the only reason you need to lift your voice. It's the only reason you need to dance. It's the only reason you need to shout. I should have been dead and sleeping in my grave. But he woke me up this morning and he started me on my way. something new tonight high five your neighbor tell them welcome to happy hour at the rock church come on tell them welcome to happy hour at the rock church <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Whoa. I'm sorry I can't wipe the smile off my face tonight I'm sorry I can't get this cheesy grin off my face this evening hallelujah Hallelujah! Yeah, yeah, yeah! Anybody grateful for what the Lord's been doing in this house this week? Just remain standing. We're about to prepare for the word of the Lord to come into this house. Rest on your feet. You'll be able to be seated in just a moment. Amen. Sunday, God moved in such a powerful way here. How many of you are thankful for what the Lord did in this place? Are you grateful to have the Collins family with us still? Sister Collins and Sister Sierra just hanging out with us again tonight. Amen. When, when the Lord finished Sunday morning, Elmi was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. I think we ought to give God a shout of praise. And then Arthur was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. We ought to give God a hand clap of praise for that tonight. And uh, so many amazing things are happening in the kingdom of God. Time would fail us tonight. But we could start passing this microphone around. We could have an old school testimony service that would blow your mind about what the Lord is doing in this house. Amen. And uh, you, you know, most, most preachers have got away from handing the mic to saints for testimony service. Because people don't know how to testify anymore. They get up and say some crazy stuff. Hey, come on, sister. Come on, Sister She got a testimony. Come on. Here, take the microphone and tell her. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Where's the Lord? Hallelujah. Emmanuel. Oh, my. I got so much to say in shorter time. 
Last Tuesday in this time, I have a phone call. My sister was in a coma. Two years ago, she was in a coma. They says no way out. I dialed the phone. And a Sunday morning, while I was in the hospital, truthfully, she come out. When they call me, when they call me, hey, ay, 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 ay. when they call me, Pastor William, on Tuesday morning again, I said, oh, again? I said to my niece, why you cry? She said, I'm going to lose mom. I said, shh. She said, auntie, you don't understand. I, love. I said, so my baby. What happened two years ago? The doctor said, put the machine out. We went to where she come out. I said, the same God who bring her out will bring her back again. Let me say something to the rock show. I got a telephone call and the number is in heaven. Hey. They send me the picture. Pastor William, I don't know what to say. I look the picture, I said, okay. She's in the machine, same way again last time. I sat down on the couch. I said, I'm not crouch. I'm not going this time. What will I do? She's in the machine. She can't speak. She can't move. She's almost dead. I'm going to stay home and pray. I laid my hand. Church, 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 church. My brother and sister, my brother and sister. God is so good. I laid my hand over the picture. I said, I declare in the name of Jesus, she will wake up. Yeah, yeah. I began to pray. I was at home. So I got the house all by myself. Everybody was at work. I put that stove off. I said, no time for cooking now. Hey. Hey. And then I begin to pray. I'm looking at the phone in my hand. I say, Philomen, you're going to wake up in Jesus' name. I say, you know what? It shall be no loss in the name of Jesus. I say, brother, when? I already tell you. Brother, you know. There's too much. Sometimes we have to call myself for everything, for headache, for toothache. Sometimes we gotta take authority for ourselves. I said, I'm not calling you. I said, call Sister William. This time I said, no. God is for you, it's for me too. Yeah. You pray, people heal, I can pray, people heal too. I said there, I pray, Pastor William. I cry, I pray, I pray. I said, you don't. You, you, my mother, my mother died. Everybody died so young. You're only 72. You can't go now. I talked to her like she was face to face with me. And I said, Jesus, I'm just waiting for a good report. By 2 o'clock, my friend comes. She said, I need a ride to the doctor. So I'm so beat up. I said, don't worry, get in the car. While I was in the car, she said, what's wrong? I said, my sister in the coma again. I will show her picture. Then I smile. She said, why you smile? I said, I bet you. Before the sun go down, I'm going to get a phone call. She's going to wake up. Before the sun go down, they call me. She wake up. Oh, I think we ought to give God a praise right now. Did you hear what she said? She said the anointing's not just on you. For God to heal people, I can pray too. And God will heal somebody. I wonder if there's anybody in the building that's ready to walk in that anointing and that power and that favor of God. Hey! Somebody give God a great praise. If he did it for her, God can do it for you. If he did it for her,
glory glory it has been a reoccurring theme in this house the past several weeks that the same anointing that God has put on the head of this house ain't it something we've just been in the vein over under the head and the body the same water and anointing that's been poured on the head is flowing in the body of this house amen amen hallelujah there's a picture of her right there woke up out of the bed sitting up and conscious amen somebody that same anointing that same power that same call of God is on this house can you feel it in the building tonight we're turning our city upside down we're turning our world upside down let's give God another hand clap of praise tonight uh, as the evangelist comes come on brother God when we're ready for what the word of the Lord has to us give God a great praise tonight Well, high-five somebody and tell them, can't nobody do me like Jesus can do me. Can't nobody do me like Jesus can do me. Amen. If you're here, never been born again of the water and spirit, you're in the right place. Amen. Jesus told Nicodemus in John 3, you must be born again. Of the water and spirit. Look at somebody and say, you must be born again. Of the water and spirit. Because Jesus said so. Amen. Some folks say, well, it was just for the 12 apostles. But, amen, when he first mentioned it, he's, he's talking to Nicodemus, one of the elders of the church. And when the Holy Ghost failed, there was 120 that got it. It wasn't just the 12. Even Mary, the mother of Jesus, got it. Look at somebody say, we ain't praying to Mary. She needed the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name just like we do. Come on, somebody. Amen. So if you got your Bibles, let's turn to Mark chapter 1, verse 11 and 12, and Luke 4, verse 1 through 14. It's great to be back with you. Is in a little bitty town in Kentucky over the weekend and... We had seven receive the Holy Ghost this weekend. It was wonderful. And they had two baptized, and we had two sessions with the church. And uh, it just went deep. I mean, it went deep. So the Lord blessed. And he was a good friend of mine, but I postponed him two or three times. So just ran in there and did that real quick and say, I'm back. Amen. Amen. Thankful for the revival that's here. It's happening. Come on, tell somebody it's happening. Amen. All right, Mark chapter 1, verse 11, and Luke chapter 4, verse 1, and verse 14. Mark 1 and 11, And there came a voice from heaven saying, Thou art my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And immediately, everybody say immediately, the Spirit driveth him into the wilderness. It drove him into the wilderness. Luke 4. And verse 1, Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost returned from Jordan and was led, everybody say led, by the Spirit into the wilderness. Verse 14, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. Now notice, he went in full of the Holy Ghost, but he came out in the power of the Spirit. Look at somebody and say, I've got the Holy Ghost. 
But I'm about to leave in the power of the Spirit. Amen, amen, amen. I want to talk to you tonight, continue our little series we're doing. And we're going to title this, let them throw it up there. Drum roll. The wilderness process. Everybody say process in the wilderness. Amen. The Lord bless you and you may be seated. A process is a set or series of actions directed to some end. It's a series of actions to achieve a result. As a verb, it's to subject a series of actions to achieve a result. Israel was a fertile land of abundant agriculture, moderate climate, beautiful mountains. Winding through its countryside is the River Jordan, the great descender, where the ministry of John the Baptist and Jesus Christ will meet in baptism. This is the same place where Israel crossed Jordan thousand years before to enter into Canaan's land. With the water fresh in his face and the spirit descending like unto a dove. Look at somebody say there wasn't a bird there. The spirit descended. Tell somebody the spirit descended like a dove. Amen. That's not my message, but I thought that would preach. I just felt it as I was reading it. So I just threw it in there. God speaks and declares whenever the Spirit descends on him, this is my son. Now the greatest ministry to grace the earth is driven to the wilderness. It is here in the process of the wilderness. Our desire for spiritual growth heightens and it intensifies. Our hunger to be filled yearns. How many of you are hungry for God to fill you? Amen. It is... The howling of its loneliness that makes us hungry for God and his presence. It also is also where Satan tempts us and tries to veer us off course, change our direction. But it is a day, dusty, dead end, a dry, dusty, dead end stretch that will lead you out of the process and away from the purpose. Satan seeks to sift you. But God sends us to the wilderness to prove our excellence. Everybody say amen. 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 I want to read Luke 1 and 80 just to set the pace here just a little bit. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit and was in the deserts till the day of his showing unto Israel. This is speaking of John the Baptist. He was driven to the wilderness. And uh, Jesus, uh, after his baptism, uh, is driven. Mark says he was driven to the wilderness. Luke said he was pulled. Everybody say the push and the pull of the Spirit. Amen. There is a push and the pull of the Spirit. It is here in the process of the wilderness that we learn we never will be powerful enough to fulfill our kingdom purposes or resist satanic attack without first of all complete submission to God. James 4 and 7, submit yourselves therefore to God, period. Test somebody say period. Once you've submitted, your life is committed and submitted to the Lord, then the next sentence is resist the devil and he will flee from you. The devil doesn't flee from you until you have submitted to God. Everybody say amen. Touch somebody and say if I submit to God, 
then I have the power to resist the devil and he will flee. Satanic attack. He attacks us because he wants to abort the child of inheritance before it reaches maturity. Everybody say maturity. And uh, that's why in the Old Testament, Pharaoh killed all of the male babies. He was trying to literally put a stop to the growth of the children of Israel. Uh, same thing happens in Bethlehem, still not to deliver, to deal with another king. He's trying to kill all the babies. But they got away. Moses and Josiah and Jesus got away, and you can get away. Satan attempts to abort sons. How would Jesus use his power, the power of his office? Joseph was 17 years of slavery. He will serve 17 years of slavery in prison before his dreams are fulfilled. 17 years in a wilderness before his dreams are fulfilled. Moses lived 40 years in the desert before he became the deliverer. Everybody say the wilderness. John the Baptist's ministry was not birthed in the marbled halls of Herod's temple. He did not see his reflection in the shiny brass of an altar in the temple. But Luke 1 and 80 said he was in the wilderness until his showing. Until his showing. There is times in our spiritual growth that there it feels like you're in a wilderness. You're tucked away. You're... In the revival church and you're, you're worshiping and all of that. But in your spirit you know you are, you're in a growth process. Tell somebody say I'm growing. And it is here that you must understand the growth. Jesus comes up out of the water of baptism. And uh, he doesn't get to sit on the side of the baptistry or the creek that day or the river that day. And brag about how wonderful it was and the water running off of him. And everybody come by and high five him because he was baptized and he comes up out of the water and the Spirit is driving him and it's pulling him. Tell somebody say the push and the pull of the Spirit. God is pushing and God is pulling this people, amen, through the wilderness process. Amen, process. Everybody say process. Amen. So these attacks in Matthew 3.17 are on the heels of the revelation. This is my son. So Many times it is right after you're born again, amen, you are attacked. The enemy attacks you. You just got a fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost evidence by speaking with other tongues. You've been baptized in water in the name of Jesus and you immediately come under attack. And Why am I feeling this way? I've, uh, I've never felt this way. I was, uh, before I got saved, I never dealt with any of this. And, and I don't understand why this is going on. And that's because you're a new creature now. Now Satan's doing everything he can to destroy you. Tell somebody, I'm going to make it anyhow. So whenever we're driven to the wilderness, amen, it is here that we are under attack. Jesus will go through three attacks, amen. I don't think I have to go through those uh, specifically. But there are now on the surface of church as spirits that seek to take the heart of a son from his father. They seek to destroy your potential in the kingdom. Everybody say, I have potential. Tell somebody, you have potential. Jesus is there in the garden, he's in the wilderness. He's fasting. He's hungry. And this is when Satan 
came to test him. Amen. And uh, tried to get him to go against his purpose. And uh, the Lord rebuked him. Everybody say amen. He rebuked him. And so he comes out of the wilderness full of the Holy Ghost. When he comes out of the wilderness full of the Holy Ghost, the miracles begin to happen. There had been no miracle in the life of Jesus up to this. He's now 33 years old or 30 years old and he's moving into his ministry, pushed and driven, driven and pulled by the Spirit. And when he comes out of that wilderness, amen, he walks right into a church and there's a man that needs to be delivered and the miracles begin to happen. Just three and a half years of explosive, miraculous power. Remember, he went in full of the Holy Ghost. Ask somebody, do you have the Holy Ghost? Ask him, are you full of the Holy Ghost? Amen. Look at him and say, wonderful. If they're not, tell them you can be in the next few minutes. Come on, tell somebody you can be in the next few minutes. Filled with the Holy Ghost. But then once you are full of the Holy Ghost... God is not done with us. He doesn't just want us to be born again sitting on the pew, twirling our thumbs and waiting for the horn to sound, waiting for the rapture. Amen. Touch somebody and say, there's people in this city I've got to reach. There's people in this city I've got to touch. Amen. The Spirit has filled me with His Spirit and I've been baptized in Jesus' name, meaning my sins are washed away so far that God doesn't... Remember them again. Why? Because God wants to use us. Come on. God wants to use you. If you believe God wants to use you, would you throw your hands up in the air and praise him because he's chosen to use you. In the next few weeks and months, you're going to be used of the Holy Ghost. Bring people to church. Watch them get the Holy Ghost. Pray them through. You're going to be used to get them in a Bible study. Teach them. You're going to train them. Amen. Amen. But now let's look at the process. Every true son must pass through three attacks on his way to anointing and maturity. 1 John 3 and 11, if you would turn there. Got it up on the screen. Boom, shakalaka. For this is the message that ye heard from the beginning that we should love one another, not as Cain. Everybody say, not as Cain, who was of that wicked one and slew his brother. Everybody say, slew his brother. And wherefore slew he him? Because his own works were evil and his brothers were righteous. So when the first test in the kingdom is we have to avoid and resist the spirit of Cain that will come up among the church. Now, there was a lot of Old Testament characters that God could have used and brought into the New Testament text and used them as an illustration to teach. But here he uses Cain. The spirit of the family of God drives one not to want anyone to have more of God than he himself has. Spirit of Cain, you burn with anger. You assassinate the character of anyone who has accepted and received more than you are. Amen. You burn with anger and you assassinate the character of anyone. Everybody say anyone who has accepted and received more than he is. Spirit of Cain, you must be first. Nothing is more important to him than his preeminence. Look at somebody and say, Cain's got to die. 
Amen. In short, all Cain does is compare himself with others and then seek to eliminate all competitors. That's in the church. I've seen it. In 38 years, I have seen it in the church. I could, oh, I don't even want to tell stories about it. I mean, it's just, I'm talking wicked. I'm talking in leadership. I'm talking in the staff. I'm talking about in the office. And I don't sense anything here. Tell somebody so an amen every 20 seconds will help him move on. The lack thereof will make me dig in. Amen. But it'll happen in the choir. You're a good singer. You'll be jealous because you don't get a solo. How come I don't get a solo? Amen. How come I don't get the solo? How come? It's been three months since I sang. What's wrong with me? Look at somebody say, Cain's got to die. Come on, look at somebody say, we ain't got no room for jealousy. Cain said, if you can't use me, then I'm going to use who you're using. I'm going to take them out. The spirit of Cain seeks to eliminate all competitors. Assassinate. Eliminate. Sound department, Sunday school, wherever it is, run the cameras. Look at somebody and say, Cain's got to die. Say it again. In short, all Cain does is compare himself with others and then seek to eliminate all of the competitors. Second Peter 2, 15 and 16. I'm going to read 14. You just watch, hold it there. Having eyes full of adultery and that cannot cease from sin, beguiling, unstable souls. Now remember, this is written to the church. And he's saying they're going to beguile unstable souls. Look at somebody and say, I'm going to be stable. And a heart they have exercised with covetous practices. Cursed children, which have forsaken the right way and are gone astray following the way of Balaam, everybody say Balaam, the son of Bezor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. Balaam sold his calling and used his giftedness to increase the fortunes and turn the hearts of Israel to sin. Balaam led away by his potential gifting. He cannot curse them, so he perverts them. Balaam reaches for two worlds and loses them both. Look at somebody and say, you can't reach for both worlds. So that's what God is driving you to, driving this church to reach for the Spirit. Everybody say, I'm reaching for the Spirit. The world seeks to use its gifting for their own purposes. Balaam leads the sons of Israel astray. He can't curse them, so he perverts them. Look at somebody and say, we've got to stay with our leader. Trying not to rehearse steps and re, repeat steps, but I just keep being driven back to it. There is nobody in your spiritual walk with God that's more important than your bishop. Everybody say amen. Amen. And this is, uh, this is your covering. Everybody say that's my covering. We did the illustration last week of the water pouring overhead, and I've done this. 130 times I've never done it like I did it there and use the illustration of just pouring the water on my head with my head out and the water run off my head and there was nothing got on my body 
And when I'd stand up right and my body's underneath my head, I'd pour it down. It'd run all the way down my body, down to my shoes. It runs down the head, down the garments, down the legs, down to the feet. Everybody say, when you're under authority, everybody gets anointed. Because it comes from the head. Amen. And Korah. Korah, the gainsaying of Korah. Jude 8. Jude 8. Likewise also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. Dignity. Dignities, right. I thought of dignity. I'm talking, what in the world? Amen. Uh, they speak evil. So you have to be aware. Now, this is to the church. Everybody say this to the church. Be very careful with your conversation. It's normal. People have bad days and everything, but you don't ever want to speak against leaders or anybody in the church. Amen. You don't you just don't want to do that. Amen. You don't want to speak evil of dignities. Amen. Now why would that be? Well, because you're in the church. Why would anybody in church be speaking evil? Because you have a choice now. You've got the Holy Ghost, you've got a spiritual walk you can make, or you can because you're in, in a body and a flesh, it'll lead you and pull you back to your old way. You can be born again, Holy Ghost filled, dress right, talk right, and spit white, and still walk according to your flesh. Get angry and speak evil of people. Look at somebody and say, I can't do that. Amen. We have to be spiritual. Everybody say spiritual. Now, let's look down at verse 6. Uh, uh, let me see here. Jude 8 and 16. These are murmurers and complainers walking after their own lust, and their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's person in admiration because of advantage. Everybody say, because of advantage. This was what Korah was. Amen. Verse 11, woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain and ran greedily after the heir of Balaam for reward and perished in the gainsaying of Korah. Gainsaying is antilogia, antilogos. It's word against word. Be very careful in our spiritual growth and revival. Be very careful for spiritual people who speak a word against the word. Who will take the Bible and speak against what's been preached. Come on, somebody. Amen. Look at somebody say, don't be a Korah. I'm not going to get caught up in the gainsaying of Korah. Everybody say the gainsaying of Korah. It's to speak an evil word against the given word, the logos. A revolt is led against Moses and Aaron by the sons of Korah. They wanted to go back to Egypt rather than submit. They saw Moses as a brother and not a father. They too were gifted and considered it to be a source of leadership. Look at somebody and say gifting is never a source of leadership. If you're submitted, that's a source of leadership. Because you can be gifted, and because you're gifted, your gift can pull you out from underneath authority. 
Amen. Well, I'm gifted and pastor won't use me to testify and lead the service, so you know what? You start running around the congregation, talking, running your mouth about the pastor and he's unfair to you and get some people on the fringes and get, you get your 25, 30 people and out the door you go. Cora. Say, say, say to somebody, say Cora. Ouch. Did somebody say, is there a Cora in here? They confuse a gift of power with the mantle of authority. Just because you're gifted doesn't mean you're submitted. Amen? Amen. God gives the power gifts to the body, to the church. Everybody say to the church. Not so the recipient can rule over set authority. Gifts of the Spirit moving the church for horizontal edification. He never uses somebody that is using the gifts to lift them vertically. Gifts are given for horizontal edification, exhortation, and comfort to build up the body. They are never, everybody say they are never, qualification for leadership. No matter how many gifts you have, they are never Qualifications for leadership. Amen. Why? I'm going to say it again. You have two flows. You have the 360 degrees. We submit ourselves to those that are around us, to the members of the body. Amen. Because why? If a, all it takes for a cancer to get in a body is have one cell freak out and start doing what it's not supposed to be doing, and now you got cancer. Look at somebody and say, Don't be a bad cell, stay in your place. Everybody say amen. Stay in your place. Amen. So the gifts flow in the body horizontally. But they are never, everybody say never, a qualification for vertical leadership. Cor rebels because his gift is too big for the limitations he feels under a father. Those who push... Follow the way of course, speak evil of words to come out against the word given. Jude, filthy dreamers, everybody say filthy dreamers, defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignitaries. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lust, and their mouth speaking great swelling words, having persons in admiration because of advantage. Everybody say, we're a body. Amen, stand with me. We're a body. So our body, we don't want one part of our body becoming cancerous. How does it become cancerous? Because it doesn't stay in its place. We stay in our place. Amen, when Jesus came out of the wilderness, the power of of the Holy Ghost began to flow through him. He was always full of the Spirit of God. The fullness of the Godhead was in him bodily, but it didn't work in him until he comes out of the wilderness. The flesh, when I say him, I'm talking about his flesh. He didn't move in ministry. He didn't move in his kingdom purpose until he came out of the wilderness. The wilderness were tested. Just jump off the temple. You'll be all right. 
Come on, turn these stones into bread. Use your power. Come on, gratify your flesh. Come on, you're hungry, just eat. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. What's he saying? He's saying you've got to have a time and you've got to recognize Satan's attack against the mature body. Everybody say amen. Jesus returns in the power of the Spirit and the miraculous ability of submit yourselves unto God, resist the devil, and he'll flee. Computers have a long way, have come a long way from 30 tons and four-story buildings. That's where the first computer was. 30 tons. And it took up four stories in a, a high-rise building to now a pound and a half computer or your phone, I don't know where mine is, somewhere up here. Just this little phone. From just a few hundred in the world to hundreds of millions everywhere in one generation. When the computer became smaller, it became greater. When it got smaller, it became greater. So this is what the Holy Ghost is saying to us. We must stay in our place. Now somebody say stay in your place. The anointing is in submission to God. The apothecary, I mentioned it last week. 52 and a half pounds of ingredients. They were crushed. Calamus, Casey, and Cinnamon were crushed. A hen of myrrh and a hen of olive oil. And that was used to pour out the anointing. The, the world, everybody else... Use two two uh, ingredients in their oil. God used three. Outer court, holy place, holy of holies, three things in every department and all of that. Everybody said amen. So the anointing of God that's flowing on this church and wants to flow on every person. Through the wilderness, we have to be tested. We have to be tried. Our flesh, we cannot allow our flesh to get out in front of the Spirit. Everybody say amen. Amen. The musical play, amen. I feel like we need to stop right there. Murmurers means a grumbler, one who is discontentedly complains against God to say anything against or in a low tone of those who confer secretly together, of those who discontentedly complain that's a murmur complainers blaming fate complain of one's portion how come I don't get to sing how come I don't get to be the usher how come I don't get to lead service how come I don't get to run the camera how come I don't get to run the sound how come I don't get to be one of the lay preachers how come I don't get to be a cadet complainers You'll go to hell for complaining. You'll go to hell for murmuring. I know people dressed up, I mean, just as holy dressed as they can be. Their tongue, mouth, they just flops all over everybody. Murmurers, complainers. Somebody say, ouch, but amen. Can I tell you, amen? I told you before, you, we can change the way you dress in 15 minutes at the store. 
15 minutes, all it takes. That's why the Lord said, cleanse the inside. Everybody say, cleanse the inside of the cup first. That the outside may be clean. All you do is clean up the outside. You ain't got a good inside. You might as well go get you a bottle of whiskey and get drunk. I didn't get an amen from everybody. Amen. Here, here. This is Paul writing to the church. You know the epistles are to the saved people. Epistles aren't to anybody that's lost. This is, this is to saved people. He said, don't be a murmurer. Don't go around talking low tone. You know, pastor said, you know, that's no moment. Confer secretly. Don't be a complainer. Because of advantage, it's ophelia. It means usefulness, benefit, or profit. To heap up, accumulate a benefit. Don't be fake. Look, somebody say, don't be fake. Am I all right, pastor? Don't be fake. So, let's stand. We're standing. Grab somebody by the hand. Come close to the altar. You feel the Holy Ghost? Whoever's hand you got lifted up in the air and just let the piano play real softly. Just let the Spirit talk to you, deal with you. We want to be right. We want to be apostolic. We want to look like a mature child of God, but we want to be a mature child of God. So we resist to be complainers. I'm not going to be a murmurer. I'm not going to tell Lord, I'm not going to do what I'm doing for advantage. We resist the spirit of Cain. Don't let Cain get in the leadership of the church. Nothing is more important to a Cain man than his own preeminence. We don't need a Balaam. We don't want somebody trying to pervert us. We don't want somebody in the church trying to pervert us. We don't want the gainsaying of Korah. We don't want somebody in the church speaking against the word that is preached. All that happened to Korah was the earth opened up and swallowed him and all those that were with him. Lift your hands and say, God, I resist the spirit of Cain. I resist the spirit of Balaam. I resist the spirit of Korah. I will not rebel against my head, against my pastor, against my leaders. I will stay in my place. And my place is under authority. Come on, somebody. Give God some praise right now.
Come on, give God some praise. Your place is under authority. That's why you're feeling the presence of God like you're feeling it. That's why we felt God already here tonight. That's what's been making us dance and shout. Come on, lift your hands and give God some praise now. Come on, pray with somebody around you, beside you, in front of you, behind you. Pray with somebody. Come on, pray with somebody. Come on, lay hands on somebody. Pray with them in the name of Jesus. Help them in the name of Jesus, Lord. Help them in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, touch our friend, Lord. God, touch our young men over here in the name of Jesus. Oh, we'll not be murmurs and complainers. We're not going to be Korah or Balaam. That's not going to be us. Come on, in the name of Jesus, leaders. Come on, pray with your people, leaders. Come on. You're going to come out of the wilderness. You're going to come out having resisted the temptation. You're going to begin to minister in the Spirit. The Spirit's going to flow through you. It's going to work in you. Miracles are going to happen. You're going to be praying for people that will get the Holy Ghost. When you pray for them, they'll be delivered. Come on, that's it. Pray in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We submit ourselves one to the other. And we submit ourselves to those that have the rule over us. Come on, that's it. Pray, 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 pray. Come on, a few more minutes. Keep praying. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Come on, come on. Pray in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. That's it. Come on. Come on, lift your hands and magnify the Lord. We submit to one another. We submit to them that have the rule over us, God. In your great name, Jesus. Come on, come on, come on, praise him. Praise him, come on, praise him. Oh, in the name of Jesus, I submit, Lord. I submit, Lord, I submit, Lord. I bring myself under authority, God, that your spirit might move through us. Jesus. 
That's it. Come on, young people. Pray it early. Pray it when you're young. God, I want to be submitted to my leadership. I want to be submitted to my brother and sister. I want to be submitted to my mom and dad. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, come on, lift your hands. Lift your hands, come on, lift your hands. I love you, Jesus, I love you, Jesus. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Come on, the Holy Ghost is working all over this building right now. Somebody let that anointing flow right now. Get your hands as high as you can get them tonight. Come on, with your hands in the air, let that anointing just flow into your heart tonight, into your mind. Yes, Jesus. Jesus.